So welcome once again to the Random Wrestling Review, another little bonus special for you. Uh, we have got Matt Roberts and Tom Smith joining us today. How are you doing, folks? I'm good, I'm good. You lucky people, how we spoil you. We're doubling up on Matt Roberts all the time. So, like, not only you on basically every WrestleMania review, but also you're on the on every bonus as well. More polar bear in your life. That's exactly what the people want. And I think we should start referring to them as bonus episode because they are all erection-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could take that into consideration. I had started to think about actually somehow changing the names, like or making up a new name for this series of like bonuses, where basically we do something that's about contemporary stuff. But I couldn't come up with a decent name, and this would be like episode six or seven, even mm. though it'd be like officially the first one we'd we'd acknowledged as being a part of this new series. So if I come up with something, that's what it will be called in the podcast list when this goes out on the Wednesday lunchtime that it's due to go out um but if i haven't it will just be bonus and then the title i've just given you a perfectly workable title and <laughs> you just just shat on it you shat on my boner <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what a start that's a horrible image <laughs> Right, yeah, so I've forgotten completely what this episode's going to be about now. Talking about shitting on someone's boner, um, <laughs> our bonus episode today is about whether or not Sami Zayn should have won at Elimination Chamber. We have, this is kind of now forming a, a second part with the last bonus episode we did, which was obviously about the rise of Sami Zayn, and now we're coming out of it and saying, should he have won? Because for those who don't know, Roman Reigns successfully defended the title against Sami Zayn in the midst of a lot of uh, interference and referee bumps, a little bit over booked i guess and yeah in front of his home nation crowd Sami Zayn was unable to unseat roman reigns now i'm gonna start matt because you 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 were dancing around as if it was such a great thing that Sami Zayn lost so i'm gonna start with you were you i guess you were happy with this yes i I was happy with the fact that Sami didn't win in terms of how they did it not so much because it, it was a bit of a you know bit of a unique situation because the the I thought the match was great the crowd was sure as hell great everything about it seemed to be working really well right up until the finish I, I think anybody who sort you know certainly watched the match will be able to tell that you could literally hear a pin drop with the rest hand hit the match for three that three count you could hear a pin drop it just completely sucked the air out of the crowd and just totally took the wind out of their sails now. Hang on, before you carry on, Matt, I want to ask you something, actually, because I'm interested in this. Um, sure. Why is that a bad thing, that the wind went out of the crowd cells and they were completely silent? Why is that a bad thing? It was the end of the show. You know, yeah. it was there was nothing else to come. It wasn't like, oh, everything else was going to suffer. So why was that a bad thing specifically? And what would have been a an adequate or good response to get when your hometown heroes lost? That That's totally fair point. And w- what I would say to that is, OK, yeah, you know, they, they were dead silent. But I think what realistically what you were looking for was more booze for the fact that ah, fuck our guy lost and i think what would have done that is one of the scenarios that, that we discussed is that i think the jay re- jay uso really needed to have cost sammy the match they, they obviously seem to be going somewhere with, with the accidental spear and you know obviously that's going to carry on but again you, you're suggesting that them being silent was bad i'm asking is it is it really bad y- yes it is why because you don't you don't want silence you want booze you want people why? pissed why because that's, I thought, that's the problem. I thought the silence I thought the silence adequately conveyed the sense of disappointment and pissedness if you like as booing ever would do I thought it was a really in, interesting and the, the way the crowd reacted was emotional 
and deflating. But I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not how you want it. I'm just interested to know why it's a bad thing. I don't think silence is ever a good thing. I mean, like I said, I think in this case, you want the people to be pissed. You want them to be riled up. You want them to, you know, want to kill Roman and whoever else cost them the title. When Undertaker lost at WrestleMania 30, they were, there was silence. Was that bad? Yeah, I think that was more stunned. Like, it, it wasn't a silence in the sense of, how do I describe it? It, it, was, it was more a gasp, like, what the fuck, you know, is this, you know, real? You know, I, I think when I watched it, certainly with the people I watched it with, it was like, oh, shit, did they fuck up the finish? So a lot of people weren't even thinking, oh, my God, you know, take a loss. It was more... I don't think that should have happened. That might have been, a, you know, a botch or something. So, so that's what I thought. So that's that's why I don't think silence is ever good. I think what well, you probably would have been a hell of a lot better, like I said, had Jay cost Sammy the match, then Roman gets the pin, then the place would probably have gone batshit with booze. Um, as Roman leaves, you know, again would have had booed the shit out of him out of the arena. Same to Jay. The heat for Jay would have been absolutely phenomenal. And I just think they missed a trick by, by not pulling the trigger on that. So what, what you were, sorry, you're going to say some other stuff about why you were happy the Roman won. There's, there's a part of me that's a little bit biased. And, you know, you're, you're probably going to hear a lot of me comparing to, uh, to the Clash at the Castle. Because, again, that's... Get that's, over it, man. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's still a sore point for me. It, it really is. Because... I personally felt that they should have pulled the trigger then, but they fucking didn't, but never mind. And it's weird. I mean, I, I think this close to WrestleMania, it, it's it's too late. I, I don't think the idea of having him drop the title now and then win it back. Say, for example, he dropped it to Sammy and then won it back the next night. Ugh. I don't think that's a good thing leading in, in the run up to WrestleMania. I just I, I don't think that's a good idea. If this was a couple of months back and let's just say, you know, Sammy was in the position that Drew was in, you know, a couple of months back, then. In all fairness, I'd be saying, yeah, fuck it. You know, have him win then, drop it back a month later. And you still have loads of time leading into WrestleMania to, to get your next guy ready and the story ready. But yeah, I, I, just, I just don't think now was the time for Sammy to win. Like like we said last time, I, I personally just don't see him as one of the top guys. It's, maybe he's going to be down the line. And, you know, uh, you know, a suggestion that I heard would actually be pretty damn good, actually, uh, is maybe Sammy Zayn versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam or something like that. Or maybe they even do Cody versus Roman versus Sammy at SummerSlam. That that actually sounds quite good to me. But yeah, just, I, I think Roman is still the guy. You know, he's got to be the guy to, to drop the title to the next person. So uh, yeah, keep, keep going with Roman as far as I'm concerned. Tom, what was your thoughts on the Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns match? And should Sami Zayn have won? Sami Zayn shouldn't have won. And he didn't. In case anybody didn't know. So I, I, I actually, I do I tend to disagree with you, Matt, about the silence. I thought the silence was great. I think that really conveyed the disappointment of the crowd. I think that if you were looking to build more heat on Roman Reigns, you could have ended the match differently. And that would have got more heat on him. So they could have done more interference, more chair shots and stuff like that that led directly to, you know, the, the loss. I, I equate it to conceding a last minute goal in, in a football match when your team are drawing or even winning and, it, and they end up drawing. Um, because that's, that can be what happens. You don't instantly turn into booze just because your team or your guy has lost. And I thought that was a really real reaction. And Tinky's comparison to the uh, Undertaker thing is valid because I can remember at the time watching that, we watched it together, didn't we, Tinky? And we had a couple of mates around my old house and everyone just lurched forward and everyone 
in my living room was absolutely silent and nobody spoke for about a minute or two. We were, and we were like, did that shit just actually happen? And that's kind of the same kind of feeling I got from it. In terms of um, Sammy losing, I could envisage a situation in which a win would make sense. But ultimately, I think it depends on what WWE's plans are for WrestleMania. So obviously, there are lots of rumours. It still won't quite go away about The Rock making an appearance. I don't think he will, personally. But there is a lot of rumours going into that. And if they were to do a Rock versus Roman match, they don't necessarily need to do it for the WWE WWE title that match is big enough that it could headline WrestleMania on its own without the need for a title and if you were going to go down that route then sure Sammy could conceivably win that and then Cody could face Sammy at Mania Cody becomes a heel in either the build up to the match or during the match beats Sammy for the title and then you've got a new monster heel if Roman needs to take some time off for example Um, and he will be he would be hated because he would be, you know, he would have beaten and potentially fucked over the most beloved babyface they've got in the company. And I already kind of sense that people are starting to get a bit fed up with Cody at the moment anyway, because he's giving across the impression of everything just being handed to him since he's come back. It's just been bang, bang, bang. I know he had the injury and whatever, but it's just been a little bit like under the wrong stewardship, you would be sick of him already, I think, under the old creative team. And I can imagine people getting fed up of him. So that's the only way I could see it with. I think there's more value in, personally, in, in Sami Zayn not winning the title and maybe headlining night one in a match for the tag titles with someone. So obviously the, the easy kind of the, the option that a lot of people seem to think would be him and KO versus the Usos. But I quite like the idea and I posted this on Twitter and I think you retweeted it from the from the from our Twitter account Tinky. I like the idea of Jay and Sammy teaming up against Jimmy and Solo because both Usos have got a claim to the tag title. You know, they could say, well, I'm the champion, I'm the champion. You could even incorporate into, dare I say, a ladder match <laughs> and bring back a bit of that WrestleMania 10 nostalgia when you have, you know, all the belts on the, on the you know, on the, on the thing and do something like that. But ultimately, to answer your question right at the beginning, Tinky, I don't think Sami Zayn deserved to win. It would have been nice. It would have been a nice moment. But I don't think you need to scrap, you know, 900 days of dominance as the WWE champion for one nice moment in there hometown like they would have done in my opinion had drew won it at clash at the castle it's a, it's a tough one this one i really don't know how i feel one way or the other to be honest i don't have a problem with the way they booked it. i don't have a problem with roman reigns winning i think i that last sentiment that you made tom like you don't give up 900 days of a dominant title reign for one night for one moment especially if you've got a longer term goal in mind for what you're doing with this title reign whether it's we're going to keep the title on him for another three years or we're going to have him drop it to someone we see as being the guy going forward, even if that person's Cody Rhodes. Personally, I don't see that, but fine. That's what they see. That's up to them. I think the thing, the reason I, I'm not sure about it, though, is that, and, I'm, and I worry about this more generally with Triple H. I, my mind goes back to when Sami Zayn won the NXT Championship for the first time and immediately afterwards, Kevin Owens turned on him and that, and that kicked off their feud. And I haven't, I can't remember a moment and I guess this goes also, Matt, to your point about Drew McIntyre. I can't remember a moment in Triple H's booking in my memory where he has given this, he's sort of had this long story or this long kind of um, chase for the title. Someone's won it and they've left it at the happy ending. And I worry about that because for me, happy endings, however fleeting, have to happen in pro wrestling. They just have to. At some point, you have to pay off all of this stuff that you've built up. It goes back to me believing that all wrestling should be about emotion and not about critical analysis of how technically good a wrestling match should be. And if you are unable to ever deliver some form of happy ending, then people are just going to go, well, why am I ever bothering to engage in this on an emotional level? I'll just always watch it at that. Oh, I can't wait for that match. Oh, I can't wait for that match. Oh, I can't wait 
for that match, which we know doesn't sell. It doesn't. It sells amongst a, a, a group of people, bigger group of people than it used to be, but still nowhere near the levels of people that you need to sell your product to. So for me, that's my concern. And you aren't going to get this back. So I think, Matt, you commented on Twitter. The moment's gone now. You're not going to get a moment again. I don't necessarily agree with what you were saying about the fact they shouldn't be headlined night one. I think it, I think it should personally. But you're right in the sense that it's not. you're never going to get this moment again where the momentum's on his side, where everybody's behind him, where everyone's anticipating this match. There's 95% chance he won't win, but a small slender chance that he will. You'll never get that back again. So have you got to cash in on it, especially when you're at his hometown, even if, as I say that happy ending only lasts for a week or a night or two three weeks in the build-up to wrestlemania and then switch the title back to roman but going back to what you said tom i do agree you don't give the 900 day title reign away for that three weeks it just doesn't just doesn't equate to me so it is difficult to know i, I think they were in a really difficult position and i think it wasn't that they were booked into a corner because that that's like saying that no result is going to work going forward. I think this result does work going forward. This was more a a nice problem to have, if you like. It's it's two options, both of which I think you could do and create something valuable out of. And they chose to go down the longer term. Roman Reigns is our champion, and we're going to keep him in that position as we roll into WrestleMania, and he'll face Cody Rhodes. You suggested maybe a triple threat match at SummerSlam, Matt. Maybe they have the triple threat match at WrestleMania. Dare I say it? You know, I'm not really a fan of that, and I'd rather they didn't. Not that I think Roman Reigns versus Cody is a particular interest for me personally, but. I'm not a fan of multi-man matches. I don't believe that they are the big sell at the big show. You know, I I don't like the fact, and I'll continue to say this, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey should have been a one-on-one match at WrestleMania 35. There should never have been Charlotte Flair inserted into that match. So I don't know whether I agree with it. I can see the argument for both sides, and I think they're in a really difficult position choosing between those two things. I will, There is one thing I will disagree with you on, Matt. Jey Uso, I'm so glad he didn't turn. I don't yeah. think there's any need to let the air out of that particular tire right now. You know, there is there is mileage in that to come. There is still a story to be told. There is a continuing number of weeks, number of months, potentially, where they can tease what Jey Uso's or where Jey Uso's loyalty lies. In fact, it could even feed into something that doesn't involve Sami Zayn later down the line. You know, they can have it so that maybe the Uso's face Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win and they don't there's no particular advancement to this particular tension but there's in the back of the heads of Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns like are you really with us Jay you were on the fence when when Sami Zayn was with us and against us and now you're kind of you're still there but we don't we don't really know if you trust that we trust you and all that stuff and I think there is a chance that you can get something really good out of Jay in the future outside of what Sami Zayn's doing Roman Reigns needs more more opponents for me Jay Uso is a potential future opponent for Roman Reigns so I think I was really happy that he didn't give up on that yet that they've still got that it's got this thing and it's not been it's not been revealed to us as to what Jay Uso's true intent is going to be going forward where his loyalty truly lies and I like that he's being heroic in a completely it's, it's not an obvious way. It's conflicted. It? It's a yeah. conflicted way. He's because he's wrestling with his own morals. He's like, do I put this fa- my family ahead of ahead of what I truly believe to be ethically right, which is that Sami Zayn 
wanted to be a part of the bloodline and would have remained a part of the bloodline if we hadn't pushed him to basically, you know, destroy his own friend, his longtime friend. That's not a particularly nice thing to do. So I am conflicted because, you know, they're my family, but at the same time, they should never have asked Sami Zayn to do that. That really wasn't fair. So I, I think that's just, I think that's just a great story and should continue to play out. And I, I like that they didn't feel the need to reveal at the pay-per-view, oh, he, he, Jey Uso is, is against Sami Zayn. Well, the reason, the reason why I particularly love it as well is that basically Sami Zayn has done what Jay couldn't do at the beginning of this whole bloodline thing because he was in main events wasn't he with with Roman when he, when Jimmy was injured from what I've seen he's basically what I like about it is that he's almost got to the point where he's like Sami Zayn is could do the thing that I couldn't do which was stand up to Roman and fight and actually show some self-respect and I love the way that there's so many things that can come out of this and so many things that are still unanswered like for example I still don't know and it hasn't still been explained what Roman's intentions were with Sami Zayn in the first place everyone's saying about how he was manipulating him and, and everything like that but like the fact that what works Roman such a good heel in this instance is that he's so believable in that when he's saying to him I tried to do this for you I made this for you if it wasn't for me you'd still be doing jackass shit you know all that sort of stuff is still really like convincing as an absolute nutter is Roman Reigns that it does put that doubt in your mind you'd be like was he really manipulating or, or him or in his own weird way did he have Sammy's best interest at heart and I really like that aspect as well maybe I'm digging a little bit too deep into it but I, I really like that the one thing so I think the majority from what I've seen of this bloodlines thing has, has been brilliant the one thing that's the one thing that annoyed me about it though happened on Friday night at Smackdown the promo if you'll call it that that Sami Zayn did in Montreal where he basically was in the ring soaking up the adulation for 10 minutes said a couple of things in French and then said I'm going to beat you Roman on, on Saturday was great but I felt that took away from the pop on Saturday night because I'd imagine the majority of the people who were at the pay-per-view would have been at Smackdown as well and I in retrospect I don't think they should have done that on the Friday night they should have held off and had it because the pop for Sami Zayn coming out on Saturday would have been absolutely monumental and I feel like it was a little bit subdued as a result of his appearance on Smackdown on Friday in all fairness you Tom I, I actually agree with that I, I think looking at it I, I, I don't think it was that much of a difference now that obviously you know you've seen the chamber and everything the chamber main event I, I i don't think it did make that much of a difference but yeah going into it i, I can't say i would have had you know sammy come out and sort of so so get all up before yeah i probably would have you know kept him waiting but um just very briefly wanted to touch on the the, the sort of you know if they go with the tag title uh you know match for mania and you know, I, I totally get where you where you know where you guys are coming from i mean for me personally i just i i don't know i I don't think there is that much more that they they can do with the whole bloodline thing, and you know maybe they will. Maybe you know I'll happily admit to being wrong if if that's what happens. But I, I don't know. I I feel that the momentum is going to be a little bit less because I I definitely think that it peaked. You know, at Montreal. Hopefully they'll they'll be able to to capture some more of that magic again and and make it pretty great. But the the idea of those main eventing Mania Night One now or, or you know I. I, I don't know. For, for me, it, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it'd be big enough now, myself. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. But I don't know what is. Do you know? What I mean, I don't know yeah. what else have you got. You know, like I mean, this is this has been the hottest storyline for the last what three, four, or five months. Yes, it peaked at the Limited Chamber. That doesn't mean it's over. And that might. And yeah. whilst they may never get anywhere near as high, as big as Elimination Chamber with it, still probably is the other biggest thing you've got other than the World Title match. In fact, you know, if you if you sort of say that you feel like that's not really got much steam or enough steam to main event WrestleMania night one. I'm genuinely a bit concerned for WrestleMania because I just, I have no, I really don't have much interest in Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at all. I just don't understand why anyone thinks that's a really big deal. And to your point, Tom, I think like, I don't, I've never even seen him as a big deal when he first came in. 
I, I didn't like you were talking about the fact that oh he's he sort of you know made out that he's a bit like he's he, he's almost like he's all been delivered to him i'm a bit like well for me he wasn't a main event guy when he walked in the building and now he's in the main event of wrestlemania just i just i'm not i, I think he might be bins <laughs> he might be bins he, he, might... he might be bins do you know what they're gonna do the main event night one brock versus bobby oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> probably probably yeah. do you know, it will be because like re- the reality is it'll either be brock versus bobby something involving logan paul and in my ideal scenario, it would be Damien Priest and Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny. Personally, <laughs> that would be my that would be my suggestion. I tell you what, I th- well they've just announced that John Cena is returning to WWE on uh, something of March Raw. So presumably, John Cena might headline WrestleMania Night One. In fairness, maybe with Austin Theory over the US title or something. I don't know. Logan Paul. Maybe Logan Paul. Maybe yeah, they'll they'll do Paul versus Seth Rollins. But do you oh, know, what? yeah, because he did something in the chamber, didn't he? I haven't watched it, so I, I tell you what. What I think that they could do, it's not ready yet, but it could be because I think she's one of the hottest things they've got at the moment. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Rhea, Rhea is probably one of the hottest things they've got at the moment. I mean, you can definitely sell it to a lot of the people on the fact that they have had excellent matches. But if they do heat it up, because again, I got to be honest, I actually think Charlotte Flair is quite cold at the moment. So if you heat that up between the pair of them and make it quite personal, which I think they're more than capable of doing, I could see that headline in night one. I could as well, but I don't like it. But I'm, I'll tell you why I don't like it. Because Charlotte Flair, by this point, who cares about Charlotte Flair? Things. Like, emotionally because she is flip-flop so many times between babyface and heel how how's anyone meant to like give their emotion to her as a, as a babyface because you can't make Rhea Ripley the babyface she is undoubtedly the heel at this point like who, who cares if she wins or loses so for me it isn't it's not got the emotional attachment to it for it for it to be a main event I also do think that Charlotte Flair is a believable babyface because she's been shown to be so dominant over the years how are you possibly supposed to but not, do even I mean? just, like, but not just dominant but just also like not 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 likable i mean yeah. that's the thing that get for me it's like she isn't someone you can attach to emotionally but you can't make rhea ripley a baby face at this point she's having a great run as a great heel as part of judgment day so yeah i'm not sure about that want to go back to sammy Zayn though one last thing on this because it was interesting you matt were talking not long ago i think again on twitter about the eddie guerrero victory over brock lesnar no way out 2004 And I actually did kind of think about this and go, it's not that much different. This isn't Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns. Similar kind of situation. Dominant heel champion against the guy who's not quite main event yet. Maybe upper mid card, but hasn't really kind of reinforced that idea that they're main event. And they're on the February pay-per-view and you're on the road to WrestleMania. And the obvious thing going into WrestleMania would have Brock Lesnar being the champion going into that WrestleMania 20 and facing whoever. Obviously, we know now he was leaving, but at the time we didn't know that. I guess the difference, what I realized, though is the difference is that back then their roster was thicker it had more going for it and you had more backup to a eddie guerrero versus kurt angle title match which was what the title match was at that particular WrestleMania compared to Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes at this WrestleMania because at WrestleMania 20 you had Brock Lesnar versus Bill Goldberg you had the triple threat match in the main event Triple H Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit you had another match between Undertaker and Kane but you had the name value stars at that WrestleMania to do it I don't think you've got it anymore maybe that's just me and a perception thing about this 2023 WWE and I you know as, as I've said WrestleMania in general just isn't, isn't stacking up something I'm really excited about but it felt equated 
but for the roster. It's funny that you mention that because I almost thought you were going to say the roster was thinner then. And because, but believe it or not, I mean, at, at the time, 2004, yeah, around about 2004 SmackDown, my God, did it seem like it was absolute dire. God bless him. But the fact that they went with JBL, you know, as champion for about a year or two, pretty much said it all. Because when Brock left, they were fucked. <laughs> you know, is you know Eddie basically couldn't cope with the pressure of leading the charge, so that's why they went with Bradshaw. So I, I felt that the the roster was really thin back then. So it's yeah, a fair I mean, point. But I guess they had the Raw roster as well, didn't they? And they had two world titles, and they had another group of world title wrestlers that they could fall back on, even though the Guerrero Angle match was lesser a lesser match, if you like. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. And they just, to me, they just haven't got that right now, you know. Uh, but they, they're obviously working towards it. John Cena's coming back. I think Bianca Belair Asuka is a, is, a, is a decent shout of a match. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Big fan of Asuka personally, a massive fan of Bianca Belair as well. So that's actually a match from a quality perspective I'm actually quite interested to see. But I do think that that, that tag match should headline night one because I don't think there's anything else they've got that deserves to be in that position uh, personally. So that sounds like we've uh, given our final verdict on the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match. Uh, good to speak to you both today. Um, we'll be back again uh, in not too distant future with another WrestleMania. Until then, take care. Oh, 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 Glenn Jacobs is a cunt. Peace out.